Laramie did not end his speculation. He skinned and dressed the cottontail, and returning to camp built a little fire, over which he broiled the rabbit to a nice brown. The addition of some salt made it so toothsome that Laramie wanted to devour it all, but he saved half for the morrow. The heat of the day was passing. Wingfoot grazed contentedly down the valley. Laramie left his fire to look around. There was not even a bird to see. He had come from the north and had a curiosity to see what it looked like to the west, up over the low slope. But with the thought that there was no sense looking for trouble, he went back to the willows and was soon asleep. Upon being rudely awakened by some noise, Laramie thought he had scarcely closed his eyes. He heard a thud of hoofbeats on soft ground, and then a harsh voice. We're gonna string you up to this here cottonwood, that's what. For no more than you've done yourself, Price, came the reply in a young, bitter voice. If I'd done so, nobody ever catched me, ha <laughs> Laramie considered himself a judge of men through their voices. He sat up silently, a cold little thrill stiffening his spine, and peeped out between the willow leaves. Four horsemen had ridden under the great spreading cottonwood, three of whom were in the act of halting. The foremost, a boy of about twenty, was short and sturdy, his figure bearing the hallmarks of a rider. His homely face might have been red ordinarily, but now it was tense and pale. He had singularly fine eyes, neither dark nor light, and on the moment an expression of scorn appeared stronger than a somber horror. He was too young to face hanging with a spirit which no doubt would have been his in later years. Price was a typical cattleman of the period, no longer young, and characterized by a lean, hard face of bluish cast under his short beard and slits of fire for eyes. He looked more at home in the saddle than on the ground, and packed a blue colt gun in the hip pocket of his jeans. The position of that gun told Laramie much. The other two riders were mere boys, even more youthful than the one they were about to hang. They did not look formidable, wherefore Laramie wasted no second glance on them. "'Price, you ain't going through with it,' asked the doomed rider, hoarsely. "'Didn't I catch you dead to rights?' "'Yes,' and it wasn't the first time I'd done the same. But you hadn't paid me a dollar for six months, and the boss was away, and I had to have some money. Say, Mulhull, are you trying to make excuses for rustling? queried Price, loosening out a small, deadly-looking noose in his lasso. Show me a rider who never stole a head of stock if you split hairs on it, ejaculated Mulhull passionately. I ain't splitting hairs. You're a rustler. You're a liar. If you wasn't, every damn rider on this range would be a rustler. You would, and you know it. Price gave the noose a little careless toss, and it fell perfectly over Mulhall's head. He flinched in his saddle. And Laramie, watching with intent eyes, felt that shock communicated to him. Such brutal justice had become the law of the range. In this case, it might have been deserved and on the other hand, it might not. Laramie thought it no business of his. But could he sit there and see them go through with it? That's my answer, Mulhall, replied Price curtly, 
I'll tell somebody you took your medicine yellow. <clears throat> Burst out the bound rider furiously. I knowed it. You're hanging me cause she has no use for you. Go ahead and string me up, you. She'll be on to you. Hank or Bill will give you away someday. And she'll hate you. Shut up! Snapped Price, jerking the lasso so tight round Mulhall's neck as to cut short his speech and sway him in the saddle. Oh, Price, interposed the older of the other two riders. He was pale, and it was plain he wanted to intercede. Let Mulhall off this time. Whereupon, Price cursed him roundly, and then flinging his end of the rope over the branch just above Mulhall's head, he leisurely dismounted to pick it up. I've seen more than one of your brand dangle from this cottonwood, he said.